Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 25th day of April. I'm your host, Paul White. I want to thank you for joining me today, and I want to say thank you to all of you who continue to support us with your prayers and with your giving. You make it possible for us to do all that we're doing here in the ministry, and that is a continual stream of content that I hope is blessing you and supplementing your spiritual diet. We provide a couple of videos every week, one on Wednesday, one on Sunday. We do the Deeper Daily Podcast every every day, seven days a week, all the time, every day of the year. We also take those videos from Wednesday and Sunday, and we put the audio up as separate podcasts. We also take little pieces from previous sermons. We've got a decade's worth of stuff out there online, and every day we take a seven or eight minute clip and put that on our YouTube channel, and we call those Nuggets of Grace. So we have a lot of content coming at you, much of it new. And then those nuggets are little recycled pieces of sermons and the truth of those gospel words live on. Uh, That YouTube page, by the way, is PWM. Click over there and subscribe, if you would. Um, Follow what's going on over there. And we do all of that as well as travel and minister in other churches and write books. We have a book, hopefully, that will be out this summer that we've been working on. And we're able to do all of that because you help us. Thank you. For those of you who give, uh, we appreciate it so much. Uh, If you've ever considered giving, um, I hope that you will just follow the Spirit. Do as He leads and instructs. You can give at our website, paulwhiteministries.com, and there's a a way to give via your credit card or to give via PayPal. Also, if you use Cash App, you can give that way. Our Cash App sign is dollar sign Paul White Ministries. Uh, And um, if you like to send checks, and we actually have a lot of people that do that, you can always do so. Our P.O. Box is P.O. Box 1030, Flowery Branch, Georgia, 30542. Just make it to Paul White Ministries. We appreciate whatever you can do. And please keep us in your prayers and just say our name before the Father and uh, ask Him to continue to pour His goodness and blessings into our mouth so that maybe we have something of value to say to you in, in regards to the Word. Speaking of saying something of value, when you look at this 49th chapter of Genesis, here's Jacob on his deathbed speaking things of value into his kids' lives. And yet, not everything that comes out of his mouth over his sons is exactly positive. He brings them in birth order, starting with Reuben, his firstborn, which constitutes the third and fourth verses. And I told you yesterday, and I am going to stay true to this, that I'm not going to try to tell you every word and every prophecy over all of his kids. Um, so we are going to skip, but it's not, and it's not because it's not worth it or there's, it's not worthy of our time, but we're always... I'm, you know, I'm always thinking ahead to try not to get bogged down in things um, just to read them. I want to be talking about things that bring you life or at least things that shed light on things in the Word. So there's some good history that's crammed into this chapter because you need the whole story of Israel to really understand some of these prophecies. Like, for instance, Reuben, the firstborn, um, he's got dignity, he's got power, but then the, the prophecy takes a turn. He says, you're unstable as water. You went up to your father's bed and you defiled it. So you might look at that verse and think, well, what what does this have to do? What, why are we learning this? What is this about? And 
It's because of the sexual offenses by Reuben against the family. You go back to the 29th chapter and the 35th chapter. So sometimes you've got to take that history into account when you look at these prophecies. And so Reuben, who technically should have the firstborn blessing, there's no, there's no altering the inheritance. The father can't make some arbitrary decision in the Near East. But you could make changes after there were serious sexual offenses by the son against the family. And that's what happens in Reuben's case. And then Simeon and Levi closely linked. Levi, of course, will be the priestly tribe. Um, And Simeon and Levi are linked because Simeon and Levi are the two that went up and destroyed after the, the rape of their sister Dinah. They destroyed the inhabitants of the land, deceived them into circumcision, and then killed them. And... Jacob says you are instruments of cruelty or instruments of violence. Um, And so he speaks curse over their anger and their wrath because it's cruel and he divides them in Jacob and he scatters them in Israel. And actually what happens when they get to the promised land, uh, Simeon and Levi uh, actually start to decline in importance, particularly Simeon. He declines until by the time Moses prays over Israel. He's not even mentioned in Deuteronomy 33. Uh, he gets no separate inheritance in the promised land. Um, he was allotted a few cities inside of Judah's inheritance. And the priestly tribe of Levi was the same way. Joshua 21, they don't get a piece of property, but they get a few cities. And it seems linked back to the fact that they were violent. This reminds us that those moments of violence in the Bible, that even where we think they're doing something honorable, you know, Dinah is raped, and we, through our modern lens, would look at that story and go, oh, Simeon and Levi are just defending their sister. That's what you ought to do. Okay, on the temporary, in the short-sightedness of our responses, we could say, yes, they did the thing that brought restitution. But in the long run, their violence ends up costing them. It seems to me like Genesis 49 is a way of saying that when you do something in the, in the moment that seems to be the right thing, don't forget there are eternal ramifications. And if it were not for us watching Simeon and Levi lose their inheritance and lose their relevance as the biblical story unfolds, we might think that it's acceptable to go in and do whatever you need to do in defense of family. And it's not. And there's a price to pay down the road. And and I know we still would look at this and go, I don't care if they do lose their inheritance. They did the right thing. And, And I actually applaud us getting to that place where we'll argue that stuff out loud. Because if we're getting to that place, that means we do have some things to wrestle with in our own mind, in our own spirit, and say, how can I feel that their response is good and still reconcile the fact that it costs them in the future. And so if I'm struggling with that, what does that say about how I would respond and what does that say about me? All right, that leads me to Judah. And we'll save Judah for tomorrow because there's some great messianic prophecies in Judah's, in the, in the prophecy over Judah. We'll see you tomorrow with that text in mind. God bless.